Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. It's good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy Ray G. Glad y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with us this morning. Brought to you by our partners, our good friends, Prize Picks. We repping the unit, repping the merch. You know what I'm saying? Prize Picks. Go there. Link in the description. Dollar for dollar deposit match up to $100. Use the promo code Wake Up. You can get in on this NBA action. We are rolling into the NBA playoffs. I am disheartened. I was supposed to go to the Dallas Mavericks Los Angeles Lakers game last night. I opted home. It looked like it was going to be a damn tornado outside yesterday. It was thunderstorming all morning. So if the stream cuts out, just know the inclement weather here in Dallas is it's chaos right now. But I did not go to the Laker Mavs game. Um, the the Lakers, Jay. I made a lot of a, a series of reckless comments about the Lakers this year. It's it's a wrap, man. They were down 30 in the second, midway through the second quarter. I am ashamed. Look, I'm going to show you this. Let me show you. Let me show you how confident I was in my Lakers, right? Mind you, mind you, I live in Texas. Hold on. I live in Texas. Hot as shit out here, right? Mind you, I live in Texas, and I was so ready to hoist the Lakers title this year. Let me show you what I got. Let me show you what I did. Oh, God. You guys don't even know, man. All year, Ray has been talking, oh, the Lakers, they just need to get healthy. They just need to get on track. They got the pieces in place. Bro, this is all I've heard all year. Jay, this is all I've heard. This. So let's see Jay, what you did. Let's see what you did. Mitchell and S. So it ain't cheap. Oh, A Mitchell God, and S. No. All Lakers. For, it's hot. Like, I don't even know where I'm supposed how to much, this to. How much is even, that? Those have got to be 250, 300. Easy. It's still got the tag on it. I was red. Oh yeah, the tag is still on. It's it's 90 <laughs> degrees, and I'm gonna Mitchell and Ness. Oh my I god! I was ready to you be ready like, to go I'm walk like, the parade in LA, man. I'm I was I was ready, man. I have my Lakers unit ready. It's a nice jacket too. This is a nice, very nice. It's jacket. a nice jacket, but um. Yeah, it's Not a wrap for it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap for the Lakers. But good morning to all the people in the comments. Patrick, I see you, my girl Joe, Roro, Sham in the building, Todd, Terrence, John, Michael, Mike. Man, it's a lot of folks in the building. Yeah, man. Lakers, Lakers are not good. Not good. Um yeah. Your Mavs Appreciate are good though. You. So come on, man. Bright side uh, no, of things. No, the Mavs no, are no. I'm not a Mavs, I'm not a Mavs fan. Growing up in Vegas. We didn't have a we didn't have a pro sports team, so they only showed like L.A. Lakers stuff, and then always it was like Dallas Cowboys, America's Game of the Week. So we didn't we didn't have a sports team growing up there. So it was Dallas Cowboys, Lakers. Here we go, man. St- but any- Stone is asking in the chat if you still have the uh, receipt so you can return that bad boy, get your money back. You know, maybe I, you save it for next year. I I actually tried to return it. And the the date was it was past it was too far, so I just got to ride. It's a nice jacket though. It's a nice jacket, but my Lakers are my Lakers are not good, not good. Um, but anyways, anyways, uh, where are we going today? What what news do we have? We're gonna talk. Oh, some you didn't bylaws. hear the good news of the people. What's the what's the good the news? Re- the red rifle signed to New Orleans last oh, night. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Backup quarterback for New Orleans. They got Jameis Winston. They got the yep. red rifle. I'm telling yep. you, man, they're tooling up. They're tooling up in New Orleans. They got the they, defense. They got some offensive weapons. It's it's gonna be good. We got James. Too- Jesus, well, another wait, wait, super chat. Well, we, we, wow. we'll, we'll get I got I got the super chats favorited. I got the super chats favorited. We're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get to all the super chats. Jacket is fire but needs a team swap. All right, all right, all right. There you so, go. I, I rate it. All right. So uh today we are gonna talk some buy lows, some buy lows, some dynasty buy lows. Talk to some of the players that you guys think we should be acquiring 
in Dynasty right now. And and, and I want to start this off by uh, prefacing this, but we've had a, a series of extensive conversations um, inside the Destination Devi Discord channel with the patrons, man. Um, Patreon.com forward slash all gas. We've been talking about uh, players that you can get right now that, that you need to do to acquire before the NFL draft. Because once these teams draft players, they get replacement players, that buy low window goes away. So we're going to be talking about a handful of guys. And I wanted to start this conversation out. Jay thought it was spicy. Here's my thing. I think that right now you can go acquire the Dynasty QB1, QB2. I've seen some people dropping as low as QB5 over the past week and a half. I some people. Pro- some there, and, and we talked about it. I told you there were going to be people who have them outside of the top five Dynasty quarterbacks, outside right at Dynasty QB5. But I want to talk about Patrick Mahomes for a second because I think this is an opportunity right now given the fact that he's lost Tyreek Hill, how improved the AFC West has gotten, that a lot of people are like, it's over for Mahomes. Oh, man, it's done. The dynasty is over, yada, yada, yada. He lost Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey is old. They signed Mark Valdez Scanling. And, yes, he's still going in the first round of startup startup drafts. No, no doubt about it. But what I'm seeing him traded for right now, Jay, I'm looking. I went to DLF, pulled up the trade finder. I wanted to see... What people were doing with Patrick Mahomes right now in Dynasty. All right. What what is going on with trades involving one Patrick Mahomes? And here goes one. It's Super Flex, right? Super Flex League. We've got Patrick Mahomes and a 2023 second round pick being acquired. And this happened on the 26th of March. So just a mere four days ago. So we're we're looking at recent trades. Patrick Mahomes and a 2023 second for Lamar Jackson. Devin Singletary, Josh Palmer, and a 2023 fourth-round pick. I ask you, if that is what it costs to go get Patrick Mahomes, would you be making that deal? Would you be making that deal? Yeah, 100%. You know me, man. I I would be trusting the arm over the legs of uh, Lamar. I'm I'm all in on that trade for Patrick. Give me Patrick. Well, well, let's, let's take a look at a couple others. Let's take a look at some other trades. Superflex League made. March 25th, so a mere five days ago, five days ago, Patrick Mahomes and Adam Thielen were acquired for Jalen Hurts, the 202, a 2023 first, and a 2023 second round pick. What side of the trade would you like on your dynasty roster? Mahomes and Thielen, and I get it, Thielen is, Thielen is old, Thielen is old. Yeah, he's, he's got nothing left. He's got a couple he's touchdowns got, left, but it's got okay. a couple TDs left, 700 yards left. Would you get Patrick Mahomes? And you have to give up your 202, so George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, uh, yeah, Carson yeah. Strong, yeah. Sam Howell, a 2023 first, a 2023 second, and Jalen Hurts. What side of the trade would you rather have? I'm taking Mahomes. Um, it's It sucks from a production standpoint, but if, you, if you're like me and you don't believe Jalen Hurts is a long-term solution at quarterback for the Eagles or, or for anybody really— then you have to take Mahomes because you're cashing out on that high value right now of Jalen Hurts in, in Dynasty and getting a quarterback that's actually going to last, right? I think one that's last, a great, great trade to one make. Last, one last doozy for you. One last trade doozy of Patrick Mahomes. You get one Patrick Mahomes and you acquire Chase Edmonds and then you get, it, it means nothing, but you get a 2023 fourth round pick. So Mahomes, Chase Edmonds, and a 2023 fourth. You must give up. Zach Wilson, Cam Akers, the 109 and the 115, all right? This is whatever the 115 is, you got to give that up. So the 15th player, the 109, Akers, and Zach Wilson for Patrick Mahomes and Chase Edmonds. Where are you going? Yeah, I think I'm taking Patrick Mahomes in a 16-team okay. super flex. Like, I think that's probably a good strategy for winning over the long term. Well, So my point is, if... In Dynasty right now, there are people who are truly fearful over time. I got to take this jacket off in a second, too. If people are truly <laughs> fearful of Patrick Mahomes and the loss of Tyreek Hill, I'm asking why not see what you can get him for? And here's the thing. You got to do that now. That's a deal yeah. that you have to make before they draft Jamison Williams, before they trade for DK Metcalf, because that's the rumor right now. The rumor is... They want to go get a a star wide receiver. They know that they are deficient on the outside. 
the, even though they paid Marquez Valdez-Scantling, even though they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, they know that they need a guy. So you need to make this type of deal now before they get the guy and then his value spikes right back up. So while he's still going in the first round of startup ADPs, uh, startup drafts, I think this is an opportunity for certain leagues. There's an idiot in every league for you to go toss out some trash and walk away with Patrick Mahomes based on the fear that he's not going to be what he was with the loss of Tyreek Hill. Because all it's going to take is them trading for DK Metcalf, drafting a rookie wide receiver that people are high on, and then his value is right back up. It's like the stock market, man. It's the ebbs and flows of roster construction and roster building. And I think this is an opportunity where you can acquire one of the best quarterbacks in football at a, at a discount based on what happened with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, 100%, man. That's where, even for me when I was talking about it, it's not that I don't like Patrick Mahomes. It's that compared to the guys around him, he doesn't have the weapons. But if you give him the weapons back, like you mentioned, the value goes right back up. So I'm all in on that. I know you're talking about Mahomes as a buy low, and it sounds crazy, but like you're saying, with the trades that we're seeing right now in the market, the way people are overreacting to the Tyreek Hill news, it's going to happen. And, and, and part of the reason why we wanted to do this show now is because we're going to be seeing a new fresh batch of ADP very shortly, right? Yeah. April comes around, people are going to be getting new ADP, and we're going to see a lot of value switches. You know, we're, we're kind of going off March ADP right now because it's just what's available, but very quickly, we're going to see where is Jalen Waddle going? Where is Tyreek Hill going? Where are Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, all these guys that have been changing teams, even Juju Smith-Schuster, where are these guys going to be valued in these leagues? Um, so, Ray, I don't know if you want me to kick it off with my quarterback by low because it's a guy that we both really like a lot, a guy that I've been telling people to buy for years back when he was like QB 31 or something ridiculous like that. But it's Derek Carr, the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, Surprisingly, only 31 years old. You know, Derek Carr has been around for a while. Only 31 years old, coming off a 4,800-yard season with 28 touchdowns. Now, again, that's pretty good. The yardage is great. The touchdowns are fine. But when you add Devontae Adams to any roster, it doesn't matter what roster you're talking about, that team, that quarterback is going to be better. Now, the conversation that I want to have with you, Ray, is on that thumbnail, there's another quarterback. And it's Tua Tagovailoa, a a quarterback who just added Tyreek Hill to his offense. They are neck and neck right now in ADP. You're you're muted right now. We didn't we didn't even talk about Derek Carr. You just you just dropped that and just just skirted. Hold on. So the point is, is that they're neck and neck in ADP, and I we all know that Tua is going to jump up because there's more hype around the Miami offense. More hype around Mike McDaniel. People are going to forget all about Derek Carr. They're going to draft him where he is. He's going to chill where he's at. And I think he could be, in some ways, the next Kirk Cousins. He's a little bit younger than Kirk Cousins, but I think he can do the same type of things, be that backhand QB1 that we need in fantasy, but people continue to undervalue year over year. And that's why I think with the we- with the weapons he has now, and I believe they have a chance to improve on that, the offense is going to be good. Carr is going to be good as well. He was QB13 this year, drafted as QB19 in Dynasty. Like I'm all in. Points per game, I think he was like 14. A little lower, yeah, a little 14. lower. Yeah, but solid, solid quarterback and and a quarterback that can be better than he was last year. He could throw for 5,000 yards. He threw for almost 630 pass attempts. He's going to be locked and loaded, man. I think he's due for a 30 touchdown season, could be approaching 5,000 yards and 650 pass attempts. Like there's no reason why they continue to run the ball more. They're going to put it more on Carr, more on Adams, more on that offense. It's the only way they're going to keep up in that division. So I'm buying low on Derek Carr, man. I think he can be had for a first. And if you're a QB needy team, I think that's a good trade. All right, so here goes some trades involving one Derek Carr. And these are all super flex leagues, and they've happened post-Devontae Adams deals. So these are with Devontae Adams, right? 110 or Derek Carr? What do you want? The 110 this year or Derek Oh, I'm Carr? taking Derek Carr, 100%. Easy, easy, 100%. We've got this one here. Here goes here goes a doozy. You got uh, Tyler Huntley, Cordero Patterson, Zach Ertz, or the one in the one hundred and seven for Derek Carr. So a bunch of junk in the one hundred and seven. I, th- I think that's a little closer, but I would take a Derek bunch of Carr. junk in the one hundred and seven. Yeah, it's a bunch if you of need junk a quarterback, that's a good that's a good trade. The quarterbacks this year are just not they're not going to do what okay. Derek Carr can do. Here go here goes here goes another good one, right? Derek Carr and Aaron Jones. Derek Carr. And Aaron Jones for the 104 and 207. That's interesting. Win now? I like it. I like it. You know, if you're trying to win, you're getting a high, highly talented running back, talented quarterback. I, it's 
interesting. It's interesting. Trading the 104 is tough, though, because you can get a good player there. That could be, you know, Kenneth Walker, your number one receiver in the class, Malik Willis. But if you need those players, man, it's a good trade. It's a good trade. That's a win-now move, getting productive players on your roster. All right, here goes the last one I want to talk about because it involves a young quarterback. So if you're on the young quarterback trade-away side, you're going for older vets to win now. Trey Lance in the 201 or Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook in the 108? Derek Cook, Derek Carr, Trey Lance in 201, Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook, 108. What side? Man, I think you have to take the car side. I think you're just mitigating so much risk and you're still getting more draft capital. You're getting Cook. I, I mean, from a dynasty perspective, it's not the best trade because Lance's upside is like, woo, crazy high. But again, if, you, if you're if you not the biggest believer in Lance and you're worried about his prospects for even this season and obviously down the line, I don't think it's the worst move I've ever seen. You're getting a lot of production for a player who hasn't played in the NFL really at all. I'm so paranoid. I thought somebody saw some paraphernalia in the background because I saw hitting this joint like Ray hitting that. And I was like, oh, shit, did I leave something out? Jazz, don't uh, don't scare me like that, Jazz. Don't scare me like that. But I'm with you, man. Derek Carr, I think he is an undervalued asset in the dynasty space. He just turned 31. Then he just turned – I think he just yeah, turned 31. Yeah, just turned 31 old. very recently. So he's still got, he still got like – Five years left. Uh, you've got Devontae Adams. I'm with you with Derek Carr being uh, being a buy low candidate. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Let's go to – I want to go to wide receiver position. I want to talk about your squad, New England Patriots. Oh, baby. Patriots have Not done nothing. We'll see. Yeah, Patriots have done nothing this offseason. But most people assume, assume that Jacoby Myers is going to be their wide receiver one going into the season, and that's not accounting for if they draft a rookie, right? They could draft a rookie. Yeah. We're seeing that. I, I, you know, Neither here nor there we can argue about the success of New England drafting wide receivers and how that pans out. But right now, based on current March startup ADP, Jacoby Myers is going at wide receiver 62. I think the wide receiver that you want, the one that you should be targeting is coming off of the board 22, 24 picks later, a full two rounds later, and that's Kendrick Bourne coming off the board as wide receiver 86. Here go some wide receivers going ahead of Kendrick Bourne right now in Dynasty Startup Drafts. Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. Terrace Marshall. Calvin Austin, all five foot seven, hundred and sixty-five pound Calvin Austin. Will Fuller, Wondell Robinson, MVS, Josh Palmer, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Osborne, Alameda Zacchaeus, Corey Davis, David Bell, LaVisca Chenault, Tim Patrick. All these guys are going ahead of Kendrick Bourne. And I'm looking at what Kendrick Bourne did towards the end of last season. I know his, his overall stats weren't anything to like jump off the table about, but 55 receptions, 800 yards, and five touchdowns, and they've done absolutely zero to improve that wide receiver room. Mac Jones going into a second year, taking that step forward. Kendrick Bourne sneakily was like their most productive wide receiver, their most dependable wide receiver towards the back half of the season. Um, You saw him from weeks eight all the way to week 17. You're talking about seven target games, six target games, six targets, four, three. He's getting the air yards, scoring touchdowns. And then they're, they're, they're running him out of the backfield. I mean, Two carries, two carries, 19 yards, three carries, 43 yards. Kendrick Bourne is a player that at cost, you're talking about uh, a guy coming off the board as wide receiver, like 86, you know, 192 ADP. There's a good shot that he enters into training camp as Mac Jones' favorite target. And irrespective of what they do in the draft, some of these players being drafted, John Mechie, why on earth would you draft John Mechie? in a dynasty startup ahead of Kendrick Bourne right now, or Josh Palmer, who I've been telling people to get off that train for months. Everybody still wants to believe and have hope. Terrace Marshall, Cedric Wilson, K.J. Osborne. No, thank you. Give me Kendrick Bourne, who's still only 26 years old. It's not like he's at the end of his career. It's not like he's old and decrepit. It's not like he's crusty. And listen, these buy lows are going to sound gross, right? But what we're trying to find is cheap production. We're trying to find players who can give you production that costs you absolutely nothing right now. And Kendrick Bourne is the type of player that you don't have to go out and trade for Kim. Like there, there is no one-for-one deal that you're going to like conjure up later and go get Kendrick Bourne. 
but he's the perfect throw-in piece to get, right? You got a bigger trade going on. You're tearing down from DK Metcalf to Amari Cooper, whatever it is you're doing, and you get you ask for Kendrick Bourne as a kick-in. You ask for him as a throw-in. Best ball formats. He's, the, he's, a, he's a fantastic wide receiver for those blow-up weeks and close to 1,000 yards last season. I think he's got a shot to really kind of ascend as the go-to target for Mac Jones as it stands right now in New England. You know, they signed him to a deal. They got him out of San... I know a lot of San Francisco fans were sad to see Kendrick Bourne go. I know a lot of people were high on him. So when you're talking about wide receiver 86, perfect guy to throw into a deal, Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, no, right. You nailed it, man. Like, he was the one guy that they signed that I was actually happy with from a financial perspective, from a talent perspective. I remember watching him in San Francisco and being like, this is a guy that can help Mac Jones in the red zone specifically because he's a big guy. He runs good routes. He can go up and get a pass. And we saw that in New England time after time. People were asking in the chat, you know, what would you trade for Kendrick Bourne? Fourths, maybe? Like, you, you don't got to trade a lot to go get Kendrick Bourne if you want to, you know, do a draft pick straight up. A third, I don't think there's quite enough upside for that. But if you want to go that route, like someone, I, I'm telling you, if some, you offer someone a third for Kendrick Bourne, that's a smash accept. They're going to take it. If they don't, they're probably a diehard Patriots fan. You know, <laughs> just leave them alone. They're, they're, they're going to be sad for a little while with this offense. But there is hope for Kendrick Bourne in this offense. So we'll see what happens. Like you said, they may take a wide receiver early, but I don't even think that matters. You know, the way they've developed wide receivers over the past little while, like there's no guarantee they even walk in and have a capable guy who's ready to play. They don't even have an offensive coordinator. They're talking about Matt Patricia being a major focal point for this offense. Like, just don't even get me started. Joe Judge is coming in to coach the QBs. It's it's like a dumpster fire of former Patriot coaches coming back. It's going to be – it could be really rough for Mac Jones in that offense, but Kendrick Bourne could be one of the lone bright spots, like you mentioned, really, really cheap right now. Now I want to switch to the running back. Well, and, what do you and, I, and, and real quick, and yeah, they could draft a, a, a rookie wide receiver. They they could. That that definitely could be within the range of outcomes. Where they're drafting, doubt it's London. Uh, doubt it's going to be Garrett Wilson. We'll see about Jamison Williams. So you're looking Olave, uh, even Christian Watson. I mean, I, I'm just I, I'm not betting on the NDS, NDSU wide receiver coming in yeah. from day one and commanding some significant target share in any NFL offense. That's just that the game of football, like I, I just don't think that's a realistic uh outcome year one for Christian Watson. So Traylon Burks, does he and even if it's Burks, he does something completely different than Kendrick Bourne. Um that fit would be weird for me. Disgusting. Um, and you think I, about it, it doesn't help them really stretch the offense. We kind of hoped. That's what they need. They need Jamison Williams, right? That's that's what they need to open okay, the and offense. If they, and if they take and if they so, take JMO, he's probably not ready at the start of the season. So yeah. when when you're talking again, listen, I'm not saying go out there and give up the farm. You're talking about like what's the point of fucking talking about D- Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf. Yeah. Like, there's no point. That does nobody any good. There are players that you can get that if they get replaced, they cost you nothing. You already had the deal yeah. in place to tear down from Jefferson to whomever, tear down from DK to whomever. You get a throw in. It's it's You're finding players. What do I always say? You're looking for players who have an opportunity to get an opportunity. It was the same thing as Dalton Schultz last year. Everybody laughed me out of the building. Ah, Ray, you don't know what you're talking. I'm like, just get him. He costs you nothing. He's a third round. He costs you a third or fourth round rookie pick. You can get him off of waivers. If it materializes, you got a starting tight end on your hand. And if it doesn't, he costs you nothing. Like that's, I mean, that's, I guess for me, having, like playing in not having the background in finances, but really learning how that operates. Like when you have low risk, high reward situations, it's worth it, right? It's it's Bitcoin 10 years ago. Like I wish I would have said, you know what? What's what's $10 on Bitcoin when it was less than a penny, right? Like if you, it's a yeah. low risk, high reward situation. It's not like you're giving up anything to get these cats. If they get replaced, if, uh, you know, Drake London falls there, if Garrett Wilson falls there and he ends up developing into the one, fuck it. Like, it was worth the, – the lotto ticket was worth the cost of admission. So all of these dudes are, are that. They're all just – they're all dart throws. Alan Lazard, we can talk about him, right? As we stand today, 
right now on March 30th, Alan Lazard is a good throw-in by low wide receiver for the opportunity that presents itself. And I just don't believe, I am not going to, to put my eggs in a rookie wide receiver doing Jamar Chase levels of shit year one. Like it's just... Is Jahan Dotson going to do that? I don't care if they take Jahan Dotson or George Pickens in the first round. The likelihood of them coming in and being the guy from day one is a lot smaller than it is for them learning. And Remember the Terrace Marshall hype? Remember that? Look, that, that <laughs> yeah. did not, and I get it. You know, We've got some examples of success, but um, these are players that just cost you nothing. And it's like if they cost you nothing, why not acquire if you've got the roster space if it works out, boom. If Even if you still don't like the player, flip them. If, if they don't take a wide receiver and Kendrick Bourne is getting all this hype in the training camp, right? Trade them. Like, now, you, a throw-in, you can go get a second rounder for him in 2024. You, you still made money on your investment because he's coming off the board at wide receiver 86. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to move over to running back, and we talked about this guy a little bit yesterday, and it's uh, Travis Etienne, the Jacksonville Jaguars running back. It's, it's crazy to me that people are not souring on him, but his value is still slipping, right? It, it, nothing changed for Travis Etienne. He's still the same prospect he was out of Clemson, still playing with his Clemson quarterback. We have a more competent co- coach now, which is great to see. There is the slight fear of the co- running back committee, but we'll see. Like The one thing I will say about Travis Etienne and where I'm, I am excited for him this season is that I think, Ray, you would agree that he should excel in an RPO-style t- offense. And so if they choose to run this offense with Trevor Lawrence that Doug Peterson kind of formed with Carson Wentz, I think that that's a way they can have a lot of success in Jacksonville. They're going to throw a lot. They're going to have to run the ball still. And really, Travis Etienne's the only guy there. And so for me, we talked about yesterday how we want running backs to hit certain thresholds. And the main threshold for me that I noticed was 200 carries and 50 targets. And I think that's a, that's a realistic outcome for Travis Etienne this season. Yes, he's coming off injury, but he got hurt before the season even started. He's right, only 23 right, right. years old. His ADP peaked at 30. Right now, it's sitting at 45. He's running back 15. He's going behind Kenneth Walker. Now, Ray, yeah, see that. where are you at with Kenneth Walker? And do you think that Travis Etienne has a similar or better skill set than Kenneth Walker? Well, Let's say he goes to an average situation. You know, we saw him mock to Houston. You know, not nothing, anything crazy, but, you know, similar enough to Jacksonville to where who would you trust and, and where are you at with the talent evaluation of both those guys? I'm seeing him come off the board. DLF has him as RB19. Um, and he's still coming yeah. off the board after Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley. Um, I, I don't know how much of a – like I'm looking at some trades involving Travis Etienne. And let me just yeah. throw these out here and tell me if this is by low in your opinion when you're talking about Travis Etienne. So uh, we've got one right here. Travis Etienne or Zach Wilson in a super flex, straight up. Oh, I take Etienne. I think that's a great value. Okay. I get one um, in the quarterback, but Wilson's value is so much lower than Etienne's right now. Okay. Okay. Um, Travis Etienne or a twenty twenty two first round pick, and there's no, there's no um, pick number. Like on no. Here. Oh, I'm taking Etienne. Yeah. I think Etienne would easily be the second best back in the class. And he might even be the best back in the class. It's just, is he Travis, better than Brees Hall? It's probably toss-up. Travis Etienne or A.J. Dillon and Tony Pollard? Ooh. A.J. Dillon, Tony I think, Pollard. I think, I'm, I, think I'm fine with the, I think I'm fine with the Dillon and Pollard side. I like Dillon a lot. He's only RB25, but I think, you know, he could be really good this year, too. Tra- yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm just trying to see. What, oh, good night. This happened 10 days ago. Travis Etienne or Daryl Henderson in the 201? Yeah, give me Travis Etienne. That's uh, that's an wow. easy one. Wow. Etienne, last one, because it's a bunch of picks. Travis Etienne or 205, 207, 211, 212? Hell no. Give me Travis Etienne. No, no, no. Those picks are dart throws at best in this class. I'm not, I'm not going that way. I'm taking Etienne. I'm taking the value, the product, potential production, the ceiling. Um, I honestly, Ray, like I think there's still a lot of ETN stands out there, people that really love him. And so if he has a couple good games to start, his value is going to go, you know, it, it yeah. could go top 10 easily. And at that yeah. point, then like you're saying, you know, is he going to be a top five running back? 
Probably not. But if if you are taking him as RB20 and he gets to RB10, then you can flip him for two first, three first, whatever, and draft some of these highly touted running backs that we like in the 23 class to kind of rebuild and reload a running back and not have to hold ETN like you had to for this past year. Because if you drafted him, you're still holding him. But the good thing, his value only dropped about 10 spots, which is good for a guy who didn't play the whole year, didn't show anything, and got hurt. Man, I'm, I'm just looking at it. Yeah. I'm with you. And and I think that leads into a bigger conversation. So tomorrow, what's today? Wednesday? Tomorrow, we're having a, a stages in the Discord. And uh, Scott Connor is going to join me uh, in the Destination Debbie family. We're going to talk about running backs because Scott's a big RBs don't matter. They don't matter. After a certain, after a certain threshold, they don't matter. Um, and then I keep hearing people, smart people like Josh Larkey, talk about after the Elite Six, after the Elite Eight, like, look at these guys in two-year windows. So I'm looking at buy lows on all these old, crusty veteran running backs, right? I, I always ask people, people ask me, like, Ray, what do, I, what do I do with my team? What do I do with my roster? And I always start off with, well, how, what kind of dynasty manager are you? Are you a win-now guy? Or are you, I just want a bunch of picks, and I want to load up on youth and churn that? There are some people, there's no right or wrong way to dynasty fantasy football, man. Um, Jay, you're very much F them picks. You're less need. You you say yes, sir. F them picks. Uh, yeah. Give me the players. I want to win. Give me my thousand dollars now. I'll figure if I win a couple of times, I'm good. I don't care what happens after that. The league will probably fold in three years. I don't yeah. care about picks. I've, I'm in leagues with you. You have very little. I don't think you have any zero picks. Zero. Not until I think leagues. 2026. Yeah, yeah. So all like your that. picks are gone. Just, just absolutely gone. So if that is your prefer, you know, preferred style to dynasty, and you're like, I want win now pieces, I ask you, man, if I, I'm looking at the ADP right now, and in the first round, what you're typically seeing based on DLF, right? This is ADP one through ADP twelve. We're just talking first round. JT, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Javonta Williams, Christian McCaffrey. After that, the RB6, based on ADP, is Austin Eckler coming off the board at, at 19. So that's like, what, 207? 207, Austin yeah, Eckler's coming like off the board. Austin Eckler coming off the board at 207. Alvin Kamara coming off at pick 21 ADP. So he's coming yeah. off the board, you know, 210, 209. Like, would you rather, would in a dynasty startup, would you rather take those running backs, Austin Eckler at 26 years old, 20, 27 years old, Ek, uh, Kamara at 27, Mixon at 26, Derrick Henry at 28, would you rather take those guys in round two or, or stack up on some dope wide receivers? And here goes some wide receivers in that range. You've got Jalen Waddle at the back of the first. He's probably going to fall after this. Devontae Adams, yep. Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson. Like, you've got that range of wide receivers, right? Let's just look at the quarterbacks. Let's look at the quarterbacks. And this is, uh, we'll go super flex. Let's go super flex to see where the quarterbacks are coming off of the board. Um, would you rather have a uh, Justin Fields? Um, you know, you've got Jalen Hurts around that range. I'm just, Deshaun Watson, I know his stock is going to move up a little bit more. Yeah. And then just opt for, opt for, and fill me out, opt for in, you know, at pick 65. You know, Josh Jacobs, like you talked about, RB19, Travis Etienne, Aaron Jones coming off the board at RB22. You've got, you know, Kareem Hunt at RB29. Like, what I'm saying is, you know, Tony Pollard at RB34. If you bypassed an Austin Eckler or Alvin Kamara in round two of a dynasty startup and said, you know what? I'm going to load up on some uh, uh, on another quarterback. I'm going to load up on some elite wide receiver talent and then I'm just going to I'm just going to take the old crusty running backs. I'm going to take uh Deontay Foreman and James Conner and Chase Edmonds and all these kind of you know they only got like a 2-year window. Rashad Penny, right? We're operating in a 2-year window. Yes sir. Leonard Fournette, Damian Harris. You could wait rounds and then just get these older guys, right? And probably build just an absolute juggernaut. Now, what I would say to that philosophy is what I would do is I would like to have one of the young guys early. So if I miss out on like the big five, and in my opinion, I've got Brees Hall up there, right? So if I'm sitting at the second, if I go quarterback in round one, in the second round I take Brees Hall, I legitimately would just wait 
I would just wait on running back until like round six or round seven and then pair Brees Hall with Aaron Jones and then double back with a Zeke Elliott, then double back with a James Conner or Chase Edmonds and just build the rest of my roster with youthful, talented stud wide receivers, load up on quarterbacks. I like to go two quarterbacks within the first three rounds. If I can go two quarterbacks and a young running back, I'll wait, man. I'll roll with Brees Hall and Aaron Jones as my top two running backs. Brees Hall, Chase Edmonds, and James Conner. Brees Hall, Leonard Fournette, Chase Edmonds, and Deontay Foreman. And just continually churn the running back position through the rookie draft with some young guys, some dart throws. Or when people get sick of, uh, you know, uh, uh, David Montgomery, when they get tired of Nick Chubb, I'll just trade for one of those veteran backs. So kind of my buy low Given your tolerance and how you dynasty, I think I don't think you have to take Eckler in the second round or Kamara in the second round. I may just opt to wait on running back a couple of rounds. You know what I mean? Load up on some other positions and get some older veterans. You know, in the you know in the in the later parts of your dynasty startup draft. Yeah, man. Like I remember, remember what is this? Probably like, feels like a month ago now. It's probably just a few weeks ago when we did that start dynasty startup, and I was like, no quarterbacks, not taking them right. First pick, Jamar Chase. Second round pick, Kyle Pitts. Next pick, CeeDee Lamb. Next pick, Jalen Waddle. I don't think I took a running back till like round five or round six, and it was Derrick Henry, right? And again, it's like you mentioned, you could take a veteran late in some of these startups. Yes, you know, that you have to figure it out at the end with certain positions, but at the end of the day, if you're getting the wide receiver value, the quarterback value, the reason why, in my opinion, that's important is that the longevity of it and the window that you give yourself with some of these players is much larger than it is with some of these running backs. Like we really don't know what's going to happen with a 26, 27 year old running back. They could really dip in production. They could, you know, change teams. They could get cut. Like there's a lot of things that can happen. Now there's certain guys that we still view as elite and don't envision that happening anytime soon, but it always could happen because you just never know with some of these guys, if they get injured. So for me, I do like taking those 22, 23 year old wide receivers and those stud stud quarterbacks like like Scott Connor was talking about to really have that solidified portion of your roster and like you mentioned you can build and fill the rest with draft picks with other things to make it a juggernaut and still have plenty of capital to if you did want to move off some of those guys you're able to do that and i think that's a great way to build a dynasty in a way that people aren't really doing it right now well it's it's the thing it's zig while everyone zags so it's yeah. funny, man. It's it's funny. So I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up this team, man. I'm gonna pull up this team. Sometimes people think you're batshit crazy in the moment, and then um, you look back on it in a couple of years, and then it just it worked out beautifully, right? And I've done that in a league. I'm gonna show you the best dynasty league that I've ever assembled, and it's a um, it's an industry league. It's an industry league. So it's a bunch of bunch of sharp drafters in here. And I remember I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just going to take a bunch of young guys. Like it it was while every it was before everybody was on the productive struggle train. So this was pre 2020 NFL draft. Pre 2020 NFL draft. Let me share this. Let me share this uh this screen here real quick, Jay. Let me make sure I share the right. Oh, screen. so they know you're not lying, right? Let me, <laughs> let me make sure I share the right screen. All right. So this was pre 2020. My quarterbacks in this league: Joe Her- uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Running backs. Let's just go with the top guys. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and yeah, I got Ramondre, Pollard, James Robinson. All right. Wide receivers. T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, DK Metcalf, Darnell Mooney are my wide receivers. I had Jamar Chase in this league and I traded him. Um, so it would have been even nastier. And then my uh my tight ends, Kyle Pitts, Dawson Knox, Evan Ingram, and then coming in on my taxi squad. Because it's a C to C league, I got a little, uh, I got a little uh, Brees Hall right there coming in, a little Brian Woo! Robinson, a little Calvin Austin, some John Mechie. I know Jasmine likes John Mechie, and a little Jalen Tolbert on this roster. And it was again zigging while everybody was zagging, right? While everybody was, let me go get all the stud old guys. At this point, I was like, yo, let me just get all the young. And people thought I was crazy. I took Joe Burrow at one hundred and nine. Then I went Jonathan Taylor. Then it was DeAndre Swift. I got, I just. 
That was the strategy, the philosophy. So with these old running backs, all I'm saying is everybody right now in Dynasty Startups wants to trade back. Everybody wants to trade back. So while everybody's trying to trade back, as soon as you get on the clock, 101 on the block, 102 on the block, I'm trying to trade up. Give me the quarterbacks. Let me trade up. And then if I trade up and get two stud quarterbacks early, if I can walk away with Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow because I traded up and then I, I, I miss out on... Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm solid at quarterback. I got studs at quarterback. I've got a dope wide receiver room. I can figure out running back because the NFL, man, somebody from PFF tweeted it yesterday, bro. They said, NFL GMs have been saying for the longest time, running back is the most replaceable position in football. They don't care, man. Outside of your elite, and it's only a handful of those guys, I'm not. Ta- I, I'm going quarterback, quarterback. If I miss out on Swift, Taylor, Hall, uh, CMC, I'm waiting, and I'm taking. I'm loading up on the James Connors and the old crusty running backs nobody wants, and I'm and I'm doing it that way. And that's not saying that's the right way, but maybe it's another way to try some things in Dynasty, man. Talk to him, Jay. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. So I think where I want to kind of end off because I did see this guy's name in the chat, and it's Donovan Peoples Jones. Donald Peoples-Jones right now off the board at wide receiver 67. Now, I believe it overall it was like 145. It was actually just above your boy Visca. So your boy Visca out in Jacksonville, DPJ one slot ahead of him. People need to really understand that DPJ has had a tough road. You know, he, he five-star recruit, at least a four-star recruit, right? I don't remember if he's four-star or five-star, but he was high wide receiver recruit. Went yeah, to Michigan. He was, he was five-star. He was five-star uh, Michigan, they're they're just I don't know what they were doing. Recruiting all these high high value wide receivers didn't work out. I'm actually hoping they put together a support group for some of these Michigan wide receivers so mm-hmm. they can just air their grievances. But mm-hmm. he landed in Cleveland, right? With Baker Mayfield, kind of worked out this past season in 14 games. He had 34 receptions, 600 yards, and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that's a lot more than I was expecting. Looking he had it up, 600 it's yards. Was, it's 600 yards? Almost, almost 600 yards. It's like 580, right? I'm rounding up a little yeah, bit. But his end up was okay. 16.1. Now, they got Amari Cooper there. I, I like Amari Cooper. But I genuinely believe with his talent, his athleticism, there is a real chance he could be the go-to wide receiver in Cleveland. I understand Amari Cooper's there. I understand what everyone thinks about Amari Cooper. He's a great receiver. But if you're going to be the downfield threat for Deshaun Watson... That's a super valuable role. That that is the Will Fuller role. That is the Brandon Cooks role. That is a role that if if he gets that with his higher A dot than Amari Cooper, if Amari Cooper is going to be the intermediate guy, he may get a ton of targets. But if for some reason DPJ is that downfield threat, the way he's been playing and utilized in Cleveland, there is a very real possibility his ADP doesn't just go up a little bit; like it will legitimately skyrocket. And playing with Deshaun Watson, we've seen what it's done for countless guys. Uh, And where he's drafted right now at wide receiver 67, he could easily be in the top 40 by midseason, depending on, you know, when Watson plays all that. People don't really understand the level that Watson elevates the players on his roster. And DPJ would be a big asset to him overall. Like the the upgrade, people don't really know what that's really going to be like. That's that's all I'm saying with DPJ. All right. Um... It's it's a bit sham. I'm with you. It's a, it's it's a bit it's a bit spicy. It's a bit fuego. Um, one DPJ being the wide receiver one in Cleveland, but I do think he can outproduce his ADP if he's coming off the board at wide receiver 66 with the with the Deshaun Watson on the field. I agree. I do. The talent is there. I I was a big DPG uh, oh, DPJ yeah. fan coming out of Michigan, big time. But man, uh, over Amari. Um, I don't, I don't know about that one, Jay, but I do think he can outproduce his ADP 100% with you in that department. And I'm going to pivot to another wide receiver, my final wide receiver that I want to talk about. Uh, 11th in the NFL in targets last year with 140, 11th in target share with 27% target share, 10th in snap share. Um, and he did it from all over the place, not just the slot as evidence why he was only in the slot. Uh, 21st in the NFL with 307 slot slot snaps. He was 13th in air yards, 14th in air yard share, 15th in deep targets. 
I mean, he was all over the field. Ninth in unrealized air yards because the quarterback play was so bad. Now, he was only 29th in fantasy points per game at 12.9 fantasy points per game, and he only scored five touchdowns. But this offseason, they did ship away what many people thought would be the wide receiver one going into that offense. Last year, he is no longer there. They'd made no wide receiver upgrades of confidence uh, of consequence in the offseason. Um, and I'm talking about Chicago Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney. And this was a player that I was very high on coming into last season. What I, I put a video out about Darnell Mooney and some of the Chicago Bears media people picked it up and yeah. blew that video up um, because I saw after his rookie season just how good he was able to create that separation and provide a window for his quarterback to throw to. Now, Mooney's issue last year was the fact that the quarterback play was so up and down. It was Andy Dalton, Justin Fields was a rookie, the offense was a mess with Matt Nagy, but he still finished the season with over 1,000 yards, which was 17th in the NFL, top 20 in yards after the catch. Uh, I, I, am, I am very, very high on Darnell Mooney uh, for the 2021 season, or 2022 season, excuse me. I think he is walking into that offense as the number one target. Really reminds me of when Justin Fields had Chris Olave and how good they were together. Those downfield targets. There were games where he did take over when they needed him, right? Versus Green Bay, he's out there getting 10-plus targets a game and capitalizing on those opportunities. The speed to get down the field. He can do it in all three quadrants of the field, short, intermediate, and deep. Darnell Mooney walks into 2022 as the one, and I can see him sort of being like that Deontay Johnson. He kind of fits that Deontay Johnson yeah. mold. Smaller, not a not a not a big, you know, largely built wide receiver. Shifty, quick, fast, athletic, solid hands. Uh, didn't drop a lot of passes last season, so I'm all in on Darnell Mooney and his ascension and continued growth. And you go back to that 2020 wide receiver class, man. You know, you get out of the you get out of the first round, and there were a lot of gems out there. You know what I mean? Jalen Rager was round one. Uh, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, and then you go to round five. I believe Darnell Mooney was drafted in the fifth round, almost the back of the fifth round. Only 24 years old. Uh, best comparable to Paul Richardson, who was a first round pick of the Seattle Seahawks some years ago out of Colorado. Big time fan of Darnell Mooney. This is a player that I'd be buying low on right now. Some players going ahead of him in Dynasty startup drafts. Right now, Mooney's coming off the board as wide receiver 36, so barely a wide receiver 3. you got Michael Thomas, Rashad Bateman, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Hollywood Brown, Brandon Ayuk, DeAndre Hopkins, Amon Ross St. Brown. All these guys coming off of the board before Darnell Mooney. And I'm telling you right now, you're asking me one for one, Ray, would you rather Darnell Mooney or Rashad Bateman, Darnell Mooney or Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney or Hollywood Brown? I'm taking Mooney over all of those guys. Yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, when when I first, when you kind of brought Mooney to my attention, I started watching the tape and I was like, God damn, like he is really good. And like you're saying, not only is he clearly the most talented player there, but there is no target competition at all. I believe their best next wide receiver is Cole Komet. Like I, I don't even know what they're doing on offense. That offense is literally just Darnell Mooney, Dave Montgomery, and Justin Fields. And I don't know if they're going to add weapons, what they're going to do, but it just looks abysmal. Like, I think, I forget who it was who tweeted out the depth chart. It might have been Hayden Winks from uh, Underdog. But it's just, like, terrible across the board. They got, like, two, three guys. Mooney should be in line for 150, 180. Yeah, 140 last year. Yeah, 140 last year. At 140 last the year. literal sky is the limit for Darnell Mooney from a target perspective. There's just nobody there. There's nobody there, and that's why he could easily surpass this ADP because there's nobody to throw the ball to. So it has to be a lot of Mooney, and he he could very well get ten targets a game. Like I don't think yeah, that's and, ridiculous. And, every, and everyone's saying, and everyone's saying the Bears are going to be awful this year. So probably a lot Terrible. of a lot of opportunity for some passes to get thrown around. Let's hit some super chat questions real quick, man. All right. We got one right here. Michael, what do you say? Why does Ray root for the most de <laughs> detestable sports teams? It's the way God made me, man. I don't know what to say. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a Raiders fan. USC Trojans. West Coast dude, man. I know Vegas isn't all the way on the West Coast, but we're close enough to the West Coast that um, 
unfortunately that's what they showed on the on the on the old cable television that we had so uh i don't i i appreciate it man i appreciate you tapping in even though you're shitting on my teams uh james in the building jay rich you're getting paid today mac jones mooney mac jones and mooney and acres for tua and cd who do you have higher between mac and tua and by how much cd lamb's value is much more insulated than mooney plus acres right yes correct cd lamb is more insulated than mooney yeah. and acres uh, Mac, Mooney, and Acres, Tua, and CD. What side would you take, Jay? I, I like Mac over I, Tua. I like Mac over Tua. Really? I, I, as the quarterback, let me, let me, let me, as quarterbacks, I like Mac over Tua, but you can't deny Tua's situation, man. When you got Tyree yeah. Hill, when you have uh, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, Chase Edmonds, I think this year, uh, I think I would take Tua and CD Lamb, but I like Mac Jones more than I like Tua. And I'm a big yeah, fan yeah. of Darnell Mooney. And even though Joe does not like when I say I still have some belief in Cam Akers, Joe, I am coming around. All right, my girl, I'm coming around. And Akers may be, we may have been a little out ahead of our skis on the Cam Akers talk. But I think two and CD is the side of the trade uh, that I would want straight up. Matt Bruning, what Bruning say? Whoa, $19 from C to C. Whoa, man. Matt Bruning. From C to C subscriptions, no question. Just want to say I appreciate you guys doing this every morning. Have a great day, and as always, go Buckeyes, Unleash Baker Mayfield. Matt Bayless. Matt Bayless <laughs> uh, is, is, the, is the Baker Mayfield supporter, apologist 101. Love him to death. C to C. We're going to get Matt on the show to talk some young cats, man. We got to talk some Nicholas Singleton. Got to talk some Drew Aller, Cade Club Nick. We got to talk about these young cats. And we got one more. We got one more super chat question. Fantasy G, what's up, baby? Damn. He's one of the new patrons. He's one of the new patrons. Yes, sir. Shout out to both of the goats of real content creation. How do you guys stand uh, on Saquon Barkley as of now for Dynasty? It's a good way to go out. So let's look at Saquon Barkley's Dynasty ADP. Still coming off the board is RB6. No, no, RB6. 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 Super, super flex. Yeah, he's coming off the board as a, as a RB6 in super flex. Let's look at just start up our uh, ADP for the running back positions. RB11. So behind... Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, and then the big guys. I think that's about right. I think RB11 is about right. That's what we had him at RB10. Yeah. We had him you at RB10. You made me put him at 10. I didn't I was reluctant to put him at 10, but I think, uh, you know, I, I would take him over Derrick Henry. I would take him over Derrick Henry. I would take him over Henry. Um I, I'm still I'm still I'm still I'm still in. I'm still in. I'm still in, mm, right? I'm I'd say I'm in. cautious at best. I'm not out, but I'm I'm, I'm cautious. I'm teasing. I just put a little bit in, just a little bit in on Saquon Barkley, just a little bit, yeah. just still in, just a tad bit. Um, it, it can't get any worse. I don't believe for the Giants no, and really Saquon can't. Barkley. And and to be fair to Saquon, the the high ankle sprain at this point, high ankle sprain should be looked at like an ACL tear. Once you get that, your season is pretty much cooked. Um, yeah. But I'm still in on Saquon Barkley. Uh, somebody said keep Drake Cut has him as RB15. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And then you got one one little uh, piece right here. Just moved 302 for DPJ 30 Let's seconds go. after listening to that episode. All right. I'm, I'm down on that. I'm down. I'm I think down that's on, great. Who are you going to get at 302 who's better than DPJ? Jesus Christ. What are we doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right. All right. So, yeah, fluke ankle injury. I talked about that. Fluke ankle injury last yeah. year. Um, and he's good. So, and I'm with you, Patrick. I think Henry's going to be a juggernaut until he's 40 years old. I just don't think he's going to he's going to uh, he's going to uh, fall off like that. But I appreciate y'all tapping in tomorrow. Make sure you tap in. We are going to do a rookie mock draft based on the landing spots from that horrible horrible mock that y'all said. No, Jazz, you are out of pocket, Jasmine. You are out of pocket, Jazz. Yeah, Jazz is the most out of pocket. Uh, viewer that we have, and I love her for 100%. it. That jazz, jazz is the goat of the chat. Jazz and and Joe keep it keep it popping. Mike is always in here. We appreciate y'all tapping in. We appreciate the super chat love. Y'all waking up early in the morning with us. Make sure you tap in the prize pick. Subscribe to the newsletter. Subscribe to the Wake Up Ray G feed, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk some rookies. Rookie mock draft, horrible mock. I loved it. We'll be back tomorrow. We out. Peace.